You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that's in the running to become manager of Newcastle. I mean, a Malaysia's Newcastle, Kota Baru. Today, we have a Nicholas Park the Bus John. Hello, hello. I am Faisal American at the wheel, which explains why this podcast is a car crash. Karami Kamil is absent today. He suffered an ankle injury after his kid ran over him with a tricycle. It was a real injury. Uh, look up David Batty if you're interested. Earlier this week, we had uh, the Champions League. Liverpool were confirmed as winners of Group B with two matches to spare. Uh, Liverpool won all four of their matches so far, and they're seven points ahead of uh, second-placed Porto. Oh, Nick, when the draw was made, people were calling it the Group of Death. It turns out it was the Group of Death, but for the other teams. I apologize for that bad Bane impression. <laughs> but uh, yeah, group of that death in terms of the the teams in it. But I think it's it's par for the course for the Reds. You know, they they were always expected to to make it out of the group stage, which they have done. Uh, but what's more surprising for me is actually how badly Atletico has done. Uh, they they are even in danger of uh, missing out in the last sixteen. They are trailing Porto at the moment. Uh, so uh, at least there's, there's still a bit more action and drama in this group. Liverpool are through, but now uh, we have to see which among uh, Porto and, and Atletico uh, follow them out into the last 16. Yeah, definitely not Milan. Uh, they only have one point from the group, so bye-bye. Elsewhere, Manchester United had a 2 all draw away at Atalanta. Cristiano Ronaldo scoring a late goal, saving them again. Eh? Again. United uh, level on points with Villarreal. Uh, do you see uh, the Red Devils reaching the knockout rounds? I think they will make it out of the group stage uh, because as it stands now, if I'm not mistaken, they need one more win to advance and they've got uh, Villarreal and Young Boys still to come. So barring any major upsets, I think they, they should be in the clear. But what happens in the in the knockout round itself is is still a bit of an unknown because for me, United are still not convincing. I felt that they were lucky to come away with points from their two matches against Atalanta. And, you know, if, if you can't put Atalanta away, I mean, no disrespect to the Italian team, but if you can't put them away, what chance does United stand against the, the so-called bigger teams that they're going to face in the last 16? So, yeah. Personally, I'm not sure that they will advance. I mean... It is Oli's team after all, and uh, they lost to Young Boys previously. Yeah, it's a, it's a snatching defeat from the from the jaws of victory, as they say. Um, y- y- well, yes, technically, if, if you're going by 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 that argument, then yes, it's still up in the air. Uh, but I think they they have just enough in them uh, to do what they need to do to get it out of the group stage. What what happens after that? I'm yeah, I have serious doubts. So you're just like Alice in Wonderland. You like to believe in three impossible things before breakfast. <laughs> correct, correct. Elsewhere in the Champions League, Chelsea beat Malmo 1-0. Man City beat Brugge 4-1. They top Group A one point ahead of PSG. Barcelona, 1-0 away win against Dinamo Kiev. Barca were, of course, without Sergio Aguero who's out for uh, three months, I think, with a heart problem. 
dude, this guy just can't catch a break all season, right? Yeah, you you really have to feel for him, lah. You know, because first he agreed to join Barcelona to play alongside Lionel Messi, and then Messi ends up leaving for PSG. Uh, then he got injured, a uh, calf injury, if I'm not mistaken, and he spent several weeks on the sidelines. And just when he was making his comeback and appeared to be settling in, he had this this issue with his, you know, chest pains and all that. Uh, he he's already undergone a heart checkup and is now expected to be out for what three months, right? As as doctors figure out yeah. how to treat him. It's about 14 games in total across all competitions. So, you know, yeah, poor guy. But I think more worryingly, we still don't know exactly what is wrong with him because neither the club nor the player have elaborated. So we could be looking at the possibility that he may be forced into retirement even. You know, we, we don't know. So it's mm. one of those wait and see kind of things. But, you know, we, we really hope that he he gets better soon and, and he recovers. So recently, we've had uh, other footballers being diagnosed with uh, heart issues, uh, Christian Eriksen for one. It's become more prevalent recently. Why is this the case? Huh? Is it something with their training, with their diet, with all the matches they've had to play? Or is it just because of uh, advances in medical diagnosis that uh, these things are only being caught now? I think it's a combination of the two, advancement in medical technology, but also because players are now being being pushed right to the limit. You know, they're, they're playing an insane amount of matches over the years. Uh, I mean, cases like this, not entirely unheard of. I mean, we have had cases in the, the players in the past, you know, uh, collapsing on the pitch, some even, you know, unfortunately passing away. So it, it, it's something that, like you said, yes, it, it's becoming more prevalent now. I think Ericsson was was uh, a bit unfortunate in a sense that he actually collapsed on the pitch. Uh, Aguero's one, they managed to to catch it a little bit uh, earlier. So uh, it, it's hard to say, but if I had to, to, you know, guess, I would say, yeah, it's because they're able to detect these things more now, but also because players are, are playing more matches uh, more intense matches. So, so many matches are, are like more intense now. You know, with so much more at stake in the games, they are pushing themselves so much harder. So, yeah, it, it could be a combination of all those factors. Uh, adding to Barca's uh, bad news, Usmani Dembele will be out of action again. Uh, this time, he has a hamstring injury. He only just came back from a serious knee problem. Look, this guy, he seems to be made of glass, and yet he continues to be linked with big clubs. Yeah, and, and let me just add on to that. I think uh, I, I read somewhere that Dembele has missed almost a hundred games for Barca due to his various uh, injuries over the months. So yeah, it, it is quite baffling to me why he continues to be linked with the big clubs because no team wants an injury-prone player. Plus, uh, I don't know, you know, where are they seeing him in action to to determine that oh they want to sign him? So yeah, I don't know, man. They like his form in the gym. <laughs> in the gym, yeah, probably. And uh, also uh, in the Champions League, Real Madrid beat uh, Shakhtar 2-1. Uh, let's move on to the Europa Conference League. Antonio Conte made his debut as a Tottenham manager. He guided Spurs to a 3-2 win over Vitesse. Now, in his own words, it was a crazy match. Spurs were down to 10 men. Vitesse at 9 on the pitch. Yeah, you know, talk about a baptism of fire. Five goals and uh, three red cards. And a chaotic start to Antonio Conte's spell at Spurs. But you know what? The important thing is, at the end of the day, uh, a win is a win. And it's always nice to to start off with a victory. Uh, but but I honestly don't think that 
this match uh, against Vitesse is a true gauge or measure of Conte's ability. I mean, he only had like a few days to prepare for it since uh, taking taking the, the, the taking charge. Uh, I'm actually more looking forward to this weekend's uh, game against Everton. I think that will be a better measure of uh, what Conte has in store. Yeah, uh, more on that later. Uh, here's a fun fact. Uh, Sun Hill min scored the opener. This means he has scored the first goal under each of Spurs' uh, three most recent managers. What are the odds? <laughs> right? And, and it also goes to show how, uh, just, just what an important player uh, Son is to the team, you know? And it used to be, everything used to be about, you know, Kane Kane, Harry Kane and all that. Uh, but yeah, people tend to, to overlook the fact that Song Hyun Min is actually a very vital member of this uh, Tottenham Hotspur team. Exactly. Um, now, the Premier League is in action this weekend. The big one uh, is the Manchester Derby. Man United will host City at Old Trafford on Saturday night. Nick, on a scale of 9.5 to 10, how worried are you as a United fan? <laughs> you know what? I actually felt a lot worse heading into the Liverpool match. Uh, you know, because this, okay, the stats would indicate that United have a bit of an upper hand. Uh, they are unbeaten in four of their last league matches against their neighbours. And, and City have also been a bit shaky of late. You know, they, they suffered a shock defeat to Crystal Palace in the league before this. And even in their Champions League win, uh, they, they looked a bit vulnerable, especially in the first half. United, on the other hand, will be in a bit of a better mood, better morale heading into this weekend. They beat Spurs in their last EPL tie. And then, of course, they recorded that that dramatic uh, draw with Atalanta in the Champions League. Um, and, you know, like you mentioned earlier, Cristiano Ronaldo scored both goals for them in midweek. All eyes will once again be on him to see if he can deliver the goods again against uh, City. Interestingly, this will be Ronaldo's third, you know, quote unquote, test against the big EPL side. Uh, he and the rest of the United squad were quite rubbish in that defeat to Liverpool, but they bounced back against Spurs. So now, yeah, we, we, we want to see what will happen in the Manchester derby. Uh, but, you know, having said all that, despite their recent results, I still don't think that United have kind of turned the corner. I feel they're still unconvincing, especially in central midfield. And then their defense, particularly Harry Maguire, has been poor as well this season. So taking all that into consideration, I, I think with United playing the way they are and City in a slump, I guess now would be a best the, the best time as ever for, for United to take on City, you know, because I, I guess it, it evens the odds out a little bit for them. But you, you just get the feeling that if there's one manager who's going to, you know, pull something out of the hat, it's going to be Pep Guardiola. Because of the mm -hmm. two between Ole and Pep, I think the smart money would be on, on Guardiola to pull off, you know, the, uh, you know, the so-called tactical masterclass, not Solskjaer. Mm -hmm. So, mm, slight, slight advantage to City, but I, I think United could salvage something here. Elsewhere, uh, leaders Chelsea are at home to Burnley. Liverpool travel to West Ham. Arsenal host Watford. And uh, Antonio Conte's next match as Tottenham manager will be away at Everton. Uh, Everton have been blowing hot and cold under Rafa Benitez. Uh, in other words, a typical Rafa Benitez team. Uh, how do you see this match turning out? Uh, well, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, this will be a better measure of uh, Conte's ability rather than the match against Vitesse. And, and I'm looking forward to see what we can expect from Tottenham Hotspur moving forward under the new manager. But 
Uh, I'm particularly keen to see if he can get more out of Harry Kane because Kane has been far from his best so far this season. I don't know if it's because he's, his head is not in it or because of, of Nuno's tactics before this, but Conte will need to get more out of his star striker if he is to turn Tottenham's fortunes around. And like you mentioned, Everton hot and cold. In fact, I think they're in a bit of a slump right now. So no better time to take on the Toffees. Be sure to catch uh, this weekend's big Premier League games live on Astro. Finally, um, at the time we're recording this, Newcastle are reportedly uh, close to appointing former Bournemouth boss Eddie Howe as their uh, next manager. What do you think about this, Nick, compared to all the other targets like Unai Emery? Yeah, they, they went from you know targeting Antonio Conte and then it was Roberto Martinez and then uh, Unai Emery and then now... <laughs> I mean, no disrespect. That previous team relegated, <laughs> right? No disrespect to him, but it's it's quite a a distance from you know between Eddie Howe and Conte and and Martinez. But I think you know what Newcastle, both the owners and the supporters, they're going to have to get used to this because yes, they have the money to spend, but I, they have no one to spend it on because they still i don't think they they've built enough of a of a reputation or a brand to attract your your star players so they they're going to have to make do with the the Eddie Howes and 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 some other lesser known players while they hopefully rebuild the team into into a more successful side yeah yeah uh, and it seems to be the most realistic appointment i mean um, looking at their position now it's better for them to get a manager who can lift them to mid table mediocrity first and then you can start looking at hiring more big guns yeah baby steps you know right now they're they're hovering around like the the the, the foot of the table so obviously the next target is the middle of the table before you can start targeting you know, the top six and the top four and then you know eventually for the title. So it, it's going to be a, a very gradual and, and a, a very lengthy process for Newcastle. I know a lot of the fans were kind of hoping that you know when the money came in, it was like, oh, we're going to sign the best players and the best managers. But it, it doesn't work that way. You know, mm-hmm. when you don't have the, the brand, the, the branding, you know, the, the brand name that Barcelona or Man United or Man City have, that that's just the reality of it. You know, you you you're going to get all these, uh, you, you're not going to be able to get the best names. You're going to have to make do with the ones, you know, like a level or two below that. So yeah, step by step, they have the, the finances to, to to make it there. It's just how they choose to spend that money. Hopefully they they spend it wisely. All right. With that, we've come to the end of another Podball Sportscast. Uh, thanks for tuning in, you beautiful, lovely, magnificent people. I am Faisal American. And I am Nicholas Jordan.